0: Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Charlie Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org.
1: Today on CityCast Denver... It's the only story that mattered this week. We're talking about the Nuggets' long-awaited NBA championship, the craziness we saw at the parade, and what it all means for the city. Plus, wins and fails of the week, and some killer wrecks for your weekend. Today is Friday, June 16th. I'm Paul Caroli, and here's what Denver's talking about. Welcome back to CityCast Denver, the show about the city that's been conspicuously calling in sick all week. Mm. (laughs) It's Friday. We're in the 5280 Magazine studios, downtown Denver. We just got back from the Nuggets Championship Parade. We're all pretty excited. Bree's here. Bree, welcome back. Hi, Paul. How are you feeling about the the parade? I I was like
0: trying not to cry. I was like so, so proud of our city and like I don't know. It's just an incredible feeling. I think, uh. Well, we can talk about it more in a minute, but yeah, we have will. lots of thoughts, we but will. yeah, I'm excited.
1: But well, before we dive in and introduce our guest today, we have a programming note. I mean, we're, we're taking Monday off. It's Juneteenth, so there's not going to be a new episode in your podcast feed until Tuesday. Uh, our newsletter also, Hey Denver, is going to be off on Monday, so uh, we'll see you back on Tuesday. Our guest, we have an excellent guest. I'm so excited. Uh, he's a Navajo stand-up comic. He's the co-host of the Colorado Mammoth. He's the co-chair of the Colorado American Indian Commission. Uh, among many other credits too many to list um, and you might remember him as a guest on our show earlier this week welcome back
2: to the show joshua emerson oh so great to be here it's just your friendly neighborhood navajo joshua emerson and <laughs> the building all right <laughs> juneteenth is also my birthday too so no way. yeah because oh i'm woke you know? I, <laughs> I, was born, <laughs> I was literally, literally born, born woke. That's, that's great Wait, that's are great are you a-
0: are you a Gemini?
2: I'm a bipolar Gemini, so double trouble, trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: like Gemini's already a, my son is a Gemini. It's a lot.
2: You're yeah. A, you're yeah. A double. <laughs> yeah, so it's it is a lot. You know, uh, shout out to all the Geminis out there. Um You and your twins. I love you. All right. <laughs> keep going, kids. Keep right. keep at Let's it.
1: Let's come back to Earth. Let's come back to Earth. Leave the stars for a second. <sighs> The feelings.
2: Astrology I want, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm not the only
1: one. I know there's a lot of <laughs> listeners out there like me. But the Nuggets, they won a the championship this week. Let's get into the feelings a little bit. Where are you two at?
2: I'm happy. I, I was there in the building when the confetti went off and just seeing how much the Nuggets fans uh, love their Nuggets and just... Just, I mean, forty-seven years is the first one ever. Uh, Jokic, who unfairly probably should have won the MVP this year, and and unfairly criticized one of the most beautiful players to ever play the game, and he deserved this—the work he's put in—and then Jamal Murray to come back from injury. Beautiful stories. That
0: story that of Michael Malone. Uh, I think Michael Malone shared it. Yeah, Coach Michael Malone said after that injury, right after that injury happened, Jamal Murray like looked at him and was like, "You're gonna trade me, right?" And he was like, "No, I love you." And I was like, <gasps> and it, you know, they they allowed him to recover and they brought him back. And I, that's what I think is really interesting. I think Joshua, you know this too, just from being a fan. Like the Nuggets, the team that we have right now, is an investment, right? Mm-hmm. The conversation around MPJ, same thing. He had three back surgeries. Like, nobody wanted to sign him. Look what he did for us. So, we have, a t- we have like, a really, like, a cool team.
2: Yeah, Christian Braun was drafted this year. And so, <laughs> like, and he played in the finals. So, you he scored. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. He's, like,
0: 20 I mean,
2: I don't tell me that. I mean, I just that can't imagine how he
0: feels. He's just on it. He's just—I mean, he was kind of born on a cloud, though. This was his third
2: championship. Yeah, third in a row. I feel like, yeah, he because he, he
1: won the NCAA tournament last year, right? With
2: Kansas, yeah,
0: yeah, and his high school.
2: He should retire equipment. right? <laughs> he that's could. It, kind that's of achieved everything That's anyway.
0: it. But um, but outside of the the technical like technical thoughts about sports, um, what I love about this is. We're kind of in this moment for Denver where we're feeling, at least I'm feeling it around the city, that we are – it's a new day. It's a new era. Like, not just for the sport – you know, the sports team situation is amazing, but we have a new mayor. Um, Casa Bonita about to reopen. <laughs> There's just some things that feel like wins that I feel like we've wanted for a long time. The last decade has been tough on a lot of people. Um, The city has grown and it is not always grown in a way that is supportive to everyone that lives here. And so when we get to have these moments where we can come together in the streets and just celebrate the city, it feels so good. And I think about um, every human just wants to belong, right? We're always looking for belonging, a place to be with other people and feel involved in with something. And that's what this feels like to me. You know, we just walked (laughs) – We just walked the streets and people were just like wanting to talk to us about how they felt about the Nuggets. And I just feel like the Nuggets is just like a metaphor for like, I've waited for this my whole life. I've been a fan my whole life. I love Denver. That's what comes out a lot. And so I just feel so um, energized and optimistic about the next decade for us.
1: Are you feeling that same thing, Josh, with the breeze talking about that? Like you know, inclusiveness that like the uh, Denver feeling maybe like it's got its mojo back to, to quote our friend Patty Calhoun from Westward.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, not, not only that, that I think that's a power of sports overall Um, so yeah I co-host for the Colorado Mammoth Mammoth fans um, are just genuine people and the genuine joy they get in watching the game watching watching the boys out uh, on the field to see them win and see them lose to live and die and and to feel connected uh, through that I I think I another thing that happened that night is when the reporter talked to Jamal um, about his struggles and then getting to the NBA championship the everybody in the building just started making noise, and he started crying, um, and it was such a genuine moment.
3: Can you describe to me what this this championship journey has been like?
1: Uh, it's just an amazing feeling, you know, I uh, blood, sweat, and tears to get back to this point. Um, everybody on my, my team in here, everybody on the floor, believe in me, believe me to get back to myself, and, you uh, know, and, uh, we proved a lot of doubters wrong, and I mean, look at this. A piece
2: of it. it it's it's hard to create that in twenty thousand people all at the same time and to feel it all together. It's especially in turbulent times, it's nice to feel that sense of unity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It really did feel like that in Denver this week. Like
0: everywhere you went.
1: I mean there's other stuff going on, but like the only thing anyone wanted to talk about was the nuggets. The only thing anybody was feeling mm. was like I, I, victory. I agree.
0: A great barometer for me on the west west side of Denver is what Dandy Dan's marquee is saying.
1: Oh. And And
0: today it said, Congratulations, Nuggs. No puns at all. No Well, what I think happened was
1: selfless. That's the spirit of the Nuggets. I love that. I
0: drove by the day after the big win, and the sign had been (laughs) someone had taken it up like taken the letters down. There were only a couple pieces left up there. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was just their like second try where they were like, okay, look. We're excited about the nuggets. Just let us be excited. But Dandy Dan's is on it. Everybody's on it.
1: Dandy Dan's is a uh, strip club on the west side, if you're not familiar.
2: I, I'm, a, I'm a shotgun Willie's guy, so I'm actually kind of yeah. mad right now. Glendale till I die.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, Dandy Dan's uh, security light goes directly into my living room. It's like <laughs> Kenny Rogers Roaster's uh, episode of Seinfeld. It's like that, because their parking lot is so crazy. They shine a light, but it goes just directly into my living room. So I feel like Dandy Dance is just another part of my home.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cool.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Take that as you will.
1: So Joshua, you said you're the co-host of the Colorado Mammoth, which Mm -hmm. is the lacrosse team that the Cronkies own, as well as the Nuggets and the Avalanche, who won the Stanley Cup last year. I'm kind of curious about what this organization that, that the Cronkies run that has been so successful recently, you're inside of it. Tell us about the culture. Like, how did this happen? How did they do this?
2: Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely a sense of everybody has to do their job. Um, from the top down. I think um, just that we have a high bar of excellence in terms of what we want to do with game presentation to guest experience. Um, and then the the players, the GMs, the coaches, everybody's in there to work. Um, it, it's uh, the, the Nuggets are a great example of building through the draft, uh, cultivating players inside the building. Um, and people want to be there and work. I I love lacrosse. Lacrosse is a game that's played by preppy white boys, tough natives and Canadians that got lost. And <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just a uh, uh, and <laughs> Um, and there's uh, people who are season ticket holders of the Mammoth are so proud to be season ticket holders. So there's just a sense of that, that people are proud to be of Denver, especially as a transplant city. It's really cool to see people, even the transplants that have lived here 10 years, 10 plus years, uh, have a ownership of the city. I, I include myself and in I grew up in Phoenix and coming here to Denver, I'm starting to really feel more and more Denverite.
0: And I love that you brought that up because I think that's a really important thing. Um, When I talk about how it feels for some... You know, I think about... um friends of the show, Denver Foos, have been doing interviews with folks on Instagram all week, and they talked to a gentleman who, you know, what does this mean to you? And he said, I've been a fan for 50 years, since before it was the Nuggets, and I helped build Ball Arena. So that's the guy I'm thinking about. But there's this other side of it, too, which is what you're talking about, Joshua, which is you can come to this city, and that's a thing you can be part of, and you're welcomed in in a way that sometimes you aren't in other aspects of the city. And like my best friend's from L.A., (laughs) She hates the Lakers so much. <laughs> She's been in Denver for almost 20 years. She's like a Nuggets fan till she dies. Also, Allen Iverson is like her guy. But like, that's a thing we can all be a part of and have a conversation about and have memories about. And you don't have to have grown up here. And that's right. what I really like about it.
2: Jokic is greatness. You know, yes. and So if you love greatness. You, you love Jokic.
1: All you got to do is buy a knockoff T-shirt on the side of the road and you're in.
2: It looks great, by the way, Bree. Thank
1: you. <laughs> you want to tell us about, about... your T-shirt, Bree?
0: Okay. So um, my f- uh, friend Thad, who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. he's really good at finding b- b- bootleg stuff. And he, his wife came into our watch party the other night wearing this base, white, crisp white baseball jersey. But it has this crazy um, collage of Jokic pictures and Yeah, there's printed. four
1: Jokic's.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of his armpit, is what uh-huh. she said. She was like, this is my Jokic armpit shirt. but
1: yeah, just, He's got a good looking armpit. It's, a, it's
0: just such a crisp shirt. And I was like, Sarah, where did you get that? And she's like, Thad found it. Uh, this guy at Colorado <laughs> Boulevard and MLK was selling them. I had gone to Federal and uh, 44th. I went to Federal and Hampton. I went to Evans and Colorado Boulevard. I had been to all these places, and I went all the way back to that one to get this jersey. And I'm so glad I did.
1: Yeah, it's it's great. It's great. What what other favorites? I mean, I know w- there's been a bunch of these. What, Josh, do you have any, a favorite knockoff T-shirt you saw today?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's this hot pink one. Uh, it says Denver <laughs> Champions. Um, Producer
1: I, Olivia is wearing this. Yeah, t-shirt it's, it's, right it's, it's jersey's, with
0: no jerseys with no heads.
2: Jerseys with no it, heads. It's it's so ugly. And I ha- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it is so
0: ugly. It's beautiful.
2: Yeah, that's what it is. It's kitsch. You know yeah. what I mean? It's very kitsch forward.
0: Um, I I. Uh, You're I wearing was, a legit jersey, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, I got a
2: Murray jersey on with the NBA annual, NBA Finals patch on the back. I'm, I'm official. I'm fresh to death right now, which is tough. Uh, but I, <laughs> uh, I'm very. I I've been in the building for two years. Okay, I watched these boys grow. I saw him get injured. Okay,
0: see, you own you feel ownership, I right? Do. You're yeah. a Phoenix Suns guy, which we won't talk about. But no, you... Devin
2: Booker's my dad. All right,
0: <laughs> but you do love the Nuggets, and I love that. Them. Yeah, but we can all share that.
1: Can we talk about Jokic for a second here? Because he's like mm. the most unlikely superstar, right? Just his attitude, his personality. Because he's getting a lot of heat for being maybe. I I watched the post game interview. I understand why people might say he seemed like he did not care about the championship or the game of <laughs> basketball. Venice parade. Venice parade. Thursday.
2: Thursday. No. <laughs> I need to go home. <laughs> Oh, he cares so much. He has the same warm-up every game Um, at the same time, uh, and he does the same things, and he has so much joy in the way he carries himself. He cares a lot, but he also—I think he understands that it is a game, and the beauty is the relationships we create along the way, the friendships.
0: I think it's about the game, too. I honestly—I find the post-game interviews weird, usually awkward, especially Mm. if someone's lost. They don't want to talk to you or when you they ask them really bizarre questions about like how many times they've failed at something like yeah. if someone asked, someone okay think about this Joshua you do a set you come off your set as a comedian and someone's like hey I need to interview you so that first joke you did really
2: bombed are we fighting
0: do you want to talk you know what I'm saying <laughs> so like I feel like I almost appreciate his attitude because he just doesn't play into any of that he's not like yeah we came out hard you know we, we had our team whatever going like all the blah 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 they say he just is like I don't no, it's fine. We played. You saw. You saw what I did. What do you want me to do? And like, what I loved though is like, we have to remember he's not from. He's he wants to go home. All he was saying was, yeah. I wants to go home. Like, He loves Denver, but like, maybe he wants to see his mom. You Nicole, guys are you
1: excited about the parade? Uh, oh, it's
0: gonna ruin <laughs> my. <heart>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> though on to be Thursday? fair, I,
0: his his brothers were on that fire truck with him, having the time of uh, yeah, his life. Were. And I, at least for them, they they feel they bring a little bit of the. The showmanship that he doesn't want to have I
1: love the Jokic brothers I do too that is my favorite story of the whole thing is these th- these two <laughs> equally giant Serbian guys who follow him go to every game cheering him on uh, like you were saying Bree like raising lifting the coach up above their heads Ugh, uh-huh. I cried I got myself a Jokic t-shirt because I hope that uh, someone mistakes me for the fourth Jokic brother <laughs> on the street
2: You're <laughs> tall know, the nerdy one you gotta get <laughs> muscles they're very muscly they all are, right like, they
1: you are really miss- muscly you know,
0: but um, but to, to, all that to say, I also want to acknowledge that a lot of the national media has doubted the Nuggets for a long time, and uh. so sorry we won.
2: <laughs> sorry, oh maybe man. our
0: our star player doesn't really want to have to give you the time of day because you haven't been that supportive or thought he was going to be a star, and we knew he was going to be a star, so.
2: I, I'm happy for the Nuggets fans I really am Me But the, too the, the victimization of Nuggets fans oh, is whole I do. like Hey uh, look
0: the refs don't like us What can I do?
2: <laughs> Yo that, that last call though The very last call With Aaron Gordon Getting called uh, yeah. for a foul mm-hmm. uh, Yeah that was I hated that
0: so. There's some truth to our victimization
1: It's all water under the bridge now
0: It is true Whatever we won so. Right, good for you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We're going to take a quick break, but um, I mentioned that we were at the parade. We're going to play a few clips from that before the break, probably some explicit ones. Um, we had lots of fun out there. Uh, but then we're going to be back with wins and fails of the week. Good
0: night! Yeah. Because they're the champions. How long have you guys been fans?
1: My small horn, baby. I remember my first my first basketball game was at Big Nichols Arena. Michael Adams and company. I mean, it was good. Those are the, those are the days. Guys are up here. Don't look at my jugs. Michael <laughs> Mine's Michael Borger Jr. Michael Borger. Uh, Beautiful. Aaron Borgen. Oh! I
0: not A.G. wasn't on his
2: own float. I missed him. I mean, I'm happy that he's hanging out with uh, KCP. on the other
0: side.
3: Grew up here? Yes, I grew up in Pagosa Springs, so it's like down
2: south, yeah. You're my second favorite Canadian!
0: (laughs) (laughs) You watched the last game, it was so fun. I was there, yeah. Shut up. You were there? I was there! Yeah, I think it's fabulous, you know. I and I just loved how the city of Denvers turned out for this event. It's just fabulous. We ran it back last year with the abs We're going to do it again next year with the Nuggets uh, This is Ballerina territory Cronky territory LBG, Nuggets, abs, we running
2: this shit Yeah, you running, running it, it. Okay, I, I like that Oh, shit Dynasty mode, not only Nuggets, abs Fuck it, let's run the Mammoth too Oh, we, oh yeah, that's right, hey I, I recognize Oh uh, us baby, know. hey, Mammoth all day I got you
1: you know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but uh, I fucking want to stay on parade. This is, the of... yeah, this is, this is amazing. This is uh, we all gonna remember this uh, our whole lives, and uh, and when we see you guys that uh, came out of the streets, and uh, actually this one is for you. We love you, Denver. This one is for you. Thank you, guys.
0: It's time for the 75th annual spring plant sale at the Denver Botanic Gardens. Mark your calendars for Friday and Saturday, May 10th and 11th. Admission is free, but you must register in advance at botanicgardens.org. Registering my husband, Greg, right now for the plants I want him to pick out and plant in our yard for me. Shop from 15 different plant divisions, including annuals, house plants, herbs and veggies, and specialties like aquatics, container garden in a bag, and plants grown right at the gardens. The garden's horticulture staff will be on-site to answer any and all plant questions you may have. This sale emphasizes water-smart and native plants that are perfect for our semi-arid climate. They'll be great for a beautiful landscape that doesn't require a bunch of water. For more details, registration information, and a catalog of available plants, go to botanicgardens.org. That's botanicgardens.org.
1: All right, and we're back. Uh, we're going to do our new favorite segment, wins and fails. So we've all prepared a, a win and a fail from the week. Uh, I've got a feeling I know what some of the wins are going to be, but uh, mm. who wants to start? Let's do let's do fails first so we can end on the nice stuff. Joshua, Bree, you want to start with a fail? <sighs> trying to decide. I'd also be happy.
0: You to. should go, Paul, because I can't decide what I want
1: to do. Okay, because I'm really eager to hear your take on this fail, <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> okay. Mine is uh, Trinidad. The, the city, or the town in Southern Colorado seems to have lost a bit of luster recently. Mm. Uh, Business Den reported this week that Grandma's House Brewery, the Denver Brewery on South Broadway, yeah. mm-hmm. that opened a couple of years ago, back when there was all this buzz around you know, mo- people moving to Trinidad, like creatives in Denver moving to Trinidad. Dana Crawford, the historic preservationist, Kayvon Calabari, the former... Former mayoral candidate weed magnate everyone was like trinidad's the next place And there was all this interest in developing this town into something bigger um now now this brewery is shutting down they've decided to to cancel their lease they say that their first year was really successful but they lost two-thirds of the revenue in their second year in operation so it seems like there's not quite as much excitement there anymore that's interesting but Yeah. what do you think
2: yeah, so I had I did the comedy festival down in Trinidad this year. Mm-hmm. Um and then the grandma's house, it's with Sexy Pizza, it's the same in the same building. Mm-hmm. And it's actually away from the downtown. Whereas like Mutiny is right on the main strip. And so I think there is something about people aren't traveling to go to Grandma's house and sexy pizza because it's a little bit away from where the historic it's downtown totally. is. Um so I think that's part of it.
1: I think so too. I, I love Trinidad. I've been You know, spend a weekend. That's a great destination for a weekend uh, away. And uh, I think you're right. It is like maybe two or three blocks off. And once you get off that main drag, it's not quite as there's not as much activity. But I don't know. I mean, do you have a sense that people are still excited about it down there like they were a few years ago?
2: Um, I mean, the dad's lounge is still really cool. They're still bringing in the, it's the same people that own the high dive up here in Denver. Um, so they're still able to bring in really interesting acts, uh, through there. I love the history with the trans community in Trinidad. I think that's something that you can't buy. And so I think there is a possibility that they can continue this, but it is kind of sad that sexy pizza and, and, and grandma's house might be leaving.
1: Yeah, it is sad. I think Sexy Pizza is going to hold on because that's Kayvon's thing. And he's really, really, I think he bought a place he down bought there. He bought a bunch of stuff down he there. He bought a yeah. Ton of stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's working in
0: Raton now. He's working on a theater in Raton, New Mexico. Hmm. It's hmm. beautiful theater. Yeah.
1: Um, Anyway, something to keep an eye on. How about you two? What, what do you think, Josh? Were you ready for a fail?
2: Yeah, my big fail. I'm a big Suns fan, and so my big fail this week is the Nuggets championship. It's really <laughs> tough to watch another franchise win their first franchise, like the NBA Ow. championship. And I, I, I you guys bought here. KD,
0: and you were like, "Oh, well, we bought this guy. We can do it." Okay, no, first you of didn't.
2: all, Book and KD is a great duo to build around. I love Mikel Bridges. Uh, this is, I love how much Suns I'm getting on this podcast right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So your fail is the Nuggets championship. That's great. Um, <laughs> Bree, you want to, you what's your fail?
0: Oh man. I kind of went back and forth. I think, um, there were multiple shootings this week. Oof. Uh, and it's just a continual reminder that, our legislators are still not able. Some of them who are trying to do work to solve this problem are getting nowhere. And it's just, it just sucks. It just sucks. It was like the shooting downtown. There were two shootings downtown. Um, unrelated to the nuggets um after post game
1: right there because there was early speculation because there was one where the news broke and it seemed like it was during the celebrations (sighs)
0: yeah but it was not related and that frustrated frustrated me on a different level that we make assumptions about people celebrating that they're going to be violent or whatever um but yeah it ended up being unrelated however 11 people were injured in two shootings in lodo that night um and then i read a story about a a road rage incident on I-25 this week where two brothers were murdered. And I mean, that's a whole other struggle with society where someone cuts you off and that's worth murdering them. Like, that's wild. But at any rate, I think my fail is just, we got to get a handle on this. And it's been talked about for decades. I don't know what we're going to do, but guns just don't have a place in this city. So Hmm. that was my fail.
1: Yeah. That road rage incident was, um, that was interesting because I was reading about a little bit about how that went down. It seemed like the the person who did the cutting off got out of their like pulled over got out of their car but then the person who got cut off was the one who ended up having the gun I don't know. I'm a little shaky on the details, but I'm, the road rage yeah. is interesting right now. We should dig into that more.
0: I'm Yeah, I'm so curious because I feel like it's it's hard. It's one of those things that feels anecdotally that you know, you mm-hmm. see it more often or you experience it more often. But um, I am wondering if it's just become more of a problem in Denver in the last decade.
2: It's interesting because like, f- sometimes I feel like road rage is a part of Denver's culture. You know what I mean? And you don't want to add the violence to- You think? You think <laughs> it's part of Denver's and culture? I have to
0: say, it, that's like a new thing. Not a new thing, but like I grew up here and it wasn't that bad. People also didn't drive as fast. I know that sounds like I sound ancient, but like people go 50 down my street. Mm, And as when I was a kid, we played in our street all (laughs) the time. I wouldn't let my kid play in my street now for anything. So, (laughs) yeah, that, that conversation speeding and road rage. I am curious what folks think about. That it's interesting that,
1: problem. that uh, gun violence has come up now two weeks in a row on the show, and and I mean I know you, we want to be critical about this narrative about a summer of violence, but people are talking about that. Joshua, I wonder what do you think about that?
2: I live right next to East High, mm-hmm. and okay. that we've had two incidences there. I was outside, um, and I heard Luis get shot. Oh I'm my sorry. god! And so uh, I. It's just very sad. I, I remember during COVID, during the Black Lives Matter uh, protest, I got shot with rubber bullets by the police here. And I was always a person that was brought up to respect institutions and, and the idea of a monopoly on violence. And it just feels like it's there's not a monopoly anymore and that violence can go anywhere. And I talk to people and they're scared to put their children into public schools. Um, yeah. They're... Uh, People are scared, and that makes me really sad um, that we're at a place where living next to a school is now – it can be more dangerous than not living next to a school. That's a weird world to live in. I
0: never thought about that, but that's a really good – that's an accurate way to put it, especially considering what we know know, happened at East Mm. in the last year.
1: Well, let's uh, let's turn this ship around. Let's talk about some fun stuff here. Wins. Let's do a round of wins. Who's got a who's got a win?
2: I got a win. Uh, so just as I went on Wednesday night to the Museum of Contemporary Art, um, mm-hmm. Indigenous Absurdities is the new exhibition. Uh, super fun, uh, really interesting. The best use of condoms I've seen in a long time. <laughs> um so <laughs> yeah <a>
0: <laughs> take that as you will oh yeah go,
2: go to the exhibit okay <laughs> see what okay. i'm talking about it's a great tease i want to see oh, yeah, what, yeah, I haven't heard
1: what else is in exhibition. there tell us more about the exhibit what, what can we see there
2: yeah there's indigenous absurdity she's has like a high level um take on indigenous humor and as a native american comic i loved seeing that she utilized different native memes also the way that we talk to each other and roast each other Mm -hmm. um and uh that's also i'm partnering with mca to do a native american comedy showcase it's uh in conjunction with this exhibit Mm -hmm. so it's always cool cool to see what the museum is putting out there and so why they're reaching out to performance art to be in conjunction with this exhibit i loved it nice enjoyed it a lot
1: nice when's that event we can put a link
2: in the show notes. Uh, you guys already did. It's Colorado native, uh, oh, August twenty fourth. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the Holiday, Holiday Theater. Theater. Yeah, yeah. That's that, awesome. that lost a Desert Rider. All right. <laughs> and know, I'm sorry. On our be. summer maybe show. Don't been... don't be. Desert Rider is going to be amazing. <laughs> um, Bree, how about you? What's your win?
0: Um, There's a new, they're establishing a new cultural district uh, that's called Lavender Hill, which will be Denver's first queer cultural district. Mm. Um, Right now it's sort of just in process. It's going to, it's not official by the city like the cultural districts that we've recently created, like Lama Lincoln Park, but um, they're hoping that it will be. Um, And it will span across Capitol Hill, City Park West, Cheeseman Park, Baker, and Five Points. And it'll have markers where um, places of note within the queer community in our history. And I as a city, and I think that um, Paul, you and I did this tour last year uh, with um, Aaron Cole. Aaron Cole from uh, History Colorado, that was like a queer, a queer history of Capitol Hill, and we walked around to all these like houses that you wouldn't know. where right. I mean, I I lived in Capitol Hill. I had no idea. I mean, I, it was always an inherently queer place. That's partially why I wanted to live there. But um, I just think in 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 the age that we're living in right now, this really bizarre backward. BS that's happening where we're, we're actually rolling back people's rights um, within the queer. I mean, just like stuff that just doesn't feel, how is this happening in 2023? The fact that Colorado is not only really trying to create itself as a safe haven for queer folks, but we're, we want to announce it, I think is really special. And also what these things do is it doesn't, it's not just a piece of signage. It's also a signal to folks this is a safe place like w- no one can guarantee safety in any city but at least we're acknowledging that this is something that's important to us and so I'm excited to see where lavender Hill goes what that ends up looking like and again as I always say I love that my son will grow up and be able to know that as part of the city
1: yeah I'm with you I, I remember that tour I think about it all the time whenever I'm in Capitol Hill because it was true like we just we would walk past like apartment buildings and she would say oh yeah upstairs in that house <laughs> that was where this person Founded this group that went on to you know do this and this and this like this zine this would was just be being forgotten. Yeah, the lesbian
2: zine. That's a yeah, famous
1: one, right? Zines
0: were being published yeah. here, and and yeah, meetings and groups where people were having to meet in secret, but they were able to be together. And the fact that we could do this publicly is. So cool.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. More recognition like this. More is more, yeah. in, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I fell in love with a queer woman in Capitol Hill. So, uh, yeah, it's perfect for that's me. A perfect yeah,
0: love, that's a perfect Capitol Hill love story. Just
2: adding to the history. Yeah. I want to hear
1: it. Yeah, how'd that story end? How'd that go?
2: Oh, we live together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. People, people forget to wish her happy pride, you know? That's, <laughs> I feel guilty about that, but... <laughs>
1: How do we, what do you think about the name, Lavender Hill? I'd never heard that before.
0: I hadn't either, but I like it. It's like, I love the color lavender. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's just like a beautiful, and also lavender is a beautiful flower. It's like, I don't know. I thought it was really nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Lavender Hill. I wonder how they came up with that. I don't know. Um, a good question. Well. Okay. All right, well my win, yeah, um, win my for? win is from the food world as uh, so we heard a lot about the James Beard Awards a few weeks ago. People call them the Oscars of food. Well, if the James Beard Awards are the Oscars of food, the Michelin star is the Nobel Prize and the Michelin Guide is coming to Colorado for the first time to to do their prestigious food award guide here. So I'm
0: we you don't would, know this? I don't I I'm I'm not understanding. So the they didn't the Michelin Guide just didn't acknowledge that Colorado had a culinary scene until now? Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting because the history of this guide is, it's like, um, it started in 1900 and it's published by the French tire company, Michelin. It's the same Michelin. And what they did is they would publish these guides as, is you know, here's a place you could drive to. Like, this is a restaurant that's worth your time or like, this is an exceptional restaurant. But then the guides eventually became more popular and more authoritative over the hundred years and it kind of became its own thing. So what they do is, yeah, they'll they'll like recognize a place has some culinary community of, of note and then they'll send their inspectors, which is what they call them, to go and eat around and try all the restaurants and they'll give out one, two or three stars to the places that they think are, you know, deemed worthy of these super prestigious. And it's normally like hoity-toity fancy places, but they also give out what they call the bib gourmand, which is more about value. So it, it is possible as many people commented on this article this week that casa bonita could get a michelin award a prestigious michelin and
2: award. you gotta you gotta think all the national media that casa Bonita's getting <laughs> is getting uh, is part of the reason why michelin's coming perhaps, out you know perhaps. I, I, my friend just got a reservation to casa bonita so no I'm way. very jealous uh, oh, shut up is that annoying
0: <laughs> it's not annoying i want everyone to enjoy it just I've never dying been to get in there what I've never
2: been to the old <gasps> one so oh
0: we should go there once really? it's open yeah we'll take you oh absolutely
2: so that's all I hear
0: I would love to give you a tour you won't be as annoyed as everybody else who's already <laughs> had to be on the tour
1: with me hey maybe you'll get the invite first you can take us I know yeah, that's, true. that's true um all right so I, I, we got one more thing for you before we end today's show but we're going to take a, a quick break and we'll be back with some weekend recommendations <laughs> And we're back. It's time for the official CityCast Denver, maybe for your weekend, as in maybe you'll see us there, because as usual, there's so many cool things happening in Denver this weekend, but there's only one where you might see us. Peyton Garcia rounds up her best bets for our newsletter, Hey Denver, every week, and she's here to give us her top picks. Peyton, welcome back to the show.
3: Hey, guys. Hi, Pey. Hey. All right. So let's get started. Um, first event happening Friday night, 6 to 9 p.m. in Westwood. It's Veggie Viernes. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. So they used to do this event monthly last year, I think. Starting this year, they wanted to make it one big giant event that happens annually. So that's taking place Friday night I'm um, as part of the Westwood de Noche Night Market. Cool. And um, it is a way to explore Mexican cuisine through a vegan and vegetarian lens. So hmm. it's all vegan and vegetarian food. Hmm. That's awesome. Vegan
1: and vegetarian Mexican food. I love yeah, that. Yeah.
3: And it's kind of cool because their whole thing is it's like there are people make these assumptions about Mexican food that it has to always be like beef and beans, you yeah. know, or beans and or beef and cheese. But like they're like, you can have really good Mexican food that's vegan and vegetarian. Um, also, we just love Westwood and they do amazing things. And it's, of course, on the Rise Westwood campus. So, uh, you know, it's going to be
0: fun. Their food is unmatched. No matter. Yeah. I I have always have good food at any Westwood
1: event. So. Cool. Yeah. It's a front runner for sure. Joshua, where are you at with vegetarian, vegan, Mexican food?
2: Uh, well, I love white women, so I love <laughs> vegan food, and <laughs> and so uh, I'm a big fan. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think a lot of the good flavors of Mexican food, I think, can be just carried over. I don't think there's a you do need the animal product to have that. Just like sense of spice, and and uh, I love matzah. Mata. If I could be wrapped in mata when I die, and then just thrown into the fire, that's how I want to go. All right, and then feast upon me, coyotes. You do joshua
1: size tamales every time. Yeah, yeah. what Would you call me? <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, Peyton, what's number two?
3: Okay, number two is happening in Aurora on Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and it's a monster truck charity palooza. So it is a fundraising event. Yeah, it's a fundraising event um, to raise funds for a bunch of veteran organizations, so Freedom Service Dogs. Um, There's going to be monster trucks that you can actually ride in. (laughs) So I immediately thought of like Montgomery 3, and he would love that, I'm sure. There's also going to be a car show where they'll have, like lowriders and other specialty cars to check out and then like all the fun normal carnival stuff so like bouncy houses and just that sounds awesome funness grave digger yeah (laughs) so right in a monster truck
1: saturday saturday
3: right in a monster truck for a good cause that seems like you guys are all really into this one
2: absolutely
3: (laughs) is it outdoors it is. Thank so God. they just gave um they gave an address and I Google mapped it and it looks like it's just a big open space somewhere in Aurora because oh. I've
0: been to the ones at the Coliseum and it's like a lot of exhaust. Yeah, no, it's all So this, of this is awesome. It's awesome that it's outside. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It yeah. does seem better. Yeah. All yeah. right. So all right. What's number three?
3: Okay, number three, The Cherry Blossom Festival happening Ooh. for the forty ninth year at Denver's historic Sakura Square. Oh, fun. um celebrate Japanese heritage and culture through traditional food and entertainment. Um, I've always wanted to check this out. Never done it, but any reason to go to Sakura Square. Beautiful right. little corner of
2: the city any reason to be around cherry blossoms i think that that's an instagram photo right <laughs> yeah there, yeah, there you is some go some major
1: instagram potential <laughs> gonna be happening at sakura <laughs> yes. square yeah for yeah. sure yeah that sounds fun i mean sakura square is cool this is a good festival i've been to this you get yeah. like little arts and crafts and you know eat japanese food Those
0: eat delicious food yeah yeah oh
1: gosh two weeks ago that reminds me of this thing we recommended two weeks ago that we didn't address yeah. on the show this immersive japanese convenience store i think it's still going so it's worth talking about At the dairy block, do not go. Convenient is what it was called. It is a scam. It is so bad. (laughs)
0: Paul got scammed at the immersive. You're mad. I am the most (laughs) I could have told you. I showed up at
1: this thing and it was like, ugh, I just let all of our listeners down. I pushed for this. We recommended this immersive Japanese convenience store. It sounded so cool. There's this strong Japanese culture around convenience stores. They're like better. They have more higher quality offerings than they do here. And uh, yeah, this thing is just like not that at all.
3: So if you want a better Japanese (laughs) experience for this weekend, check out Cherry Blossom Festival where you won't be scammed probably.
2: Probably.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've never back. been, no, it's gonna so. It's going to be good. It's fine. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. it's a good one. That's a good option. What's number Great. four, Peyton?
3: Okay, last one is the Juneteenth Music Festival. <laughs> I have to awesome. I have to mention that. That's happening Saturday and Sunday. It happens in Five Points. Um, it's an annual celebration with music and parades and a marketplace. It's it's cool. It's happening. Love that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I love it. And it's supposed to be like overcast, so not so hot and sunny. That's typically my issue with the Juneteenth Festival is it just gets so So sweaty and I just can't take it. Um, Yeah. But I think it'll probably be great. I was down on uh, Welton Street a couple weeks ago to check out this new bar, the Marigold. Have you all
0: heard about oh, this place? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you been there?
1: Yeah. It's I, really they sell cool. plants
0: there too. Yeah, yeah it's like
1: thing? a plant yeah. theme bar. They sell yeah. plants, mm-hmm. cool new, it's a great crowd. It's fun. Yeah. You been there too?
2: Yeah, I went there. I was like, You got you guys want a comedy show in here? Uh, <laughs> what, uh you know what this bar needs? It's a comedy show. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did that. Okay. About well, two weeks. Yeah. Cool. But I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it it's cool. really
1: it's like and it's right across from um Rosenberg. Rosenberg and it's just like it just seems like there's some new businesses opening up on well the street it's kind of fun kind of fun vibe cool mm-hmm. awesome yeah.
3: all right what are you guys thinking <sighs> I mean I'm really
0: sold on the monster trucks I'll be honest monster trucks
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, monster I, trucks
0: in Aurora
3: I want to ride a monster <laughs> truck <laughs> monster
0: I know getting to ride the monster truck is really the sale right. the selling point to me
1: over vegan vegetarian
0: I was going to say the other one, one. I mean, I'm very I spoiled I can kind of just wander over to Westwood whenever you I can't time. breathe. That's
3: not how we play this game. I know. Uh, I know. Um, um, veggie Vieranes is really the one that like piques my interest. I mean, you Mine know, I'll always lot. go there. When would I ever say veggie, no
1: to Westwood? Joshua, do you have a pick: Veggie Viernace versus Monster Trucks. I'm gonna go to both. Um well, <laughs> so got we got to pick one here. No, we we i one.
2: I'm going. I'm going to the vegan vegan Mexican for sure. I'm right. bringing my white girlfriend. Fabulous.
3: I like that. Me I want too. To do
1: Me it. too. Ve- veggie viennese—that's the one. I think All that's right. it.
0: Okay, let's do it.
1: And there you have it—the official city cast Denver. Maybe for your weekend, but there's way more where that came from. Peyton's got plenty more recommendations in our newsletter, Hey Denver, which you can subscribe to right now by texting Denver to six six eight six six uh normally i say goodbye but joshua you got so many things going on do you want a chance to do you have an event coming up you want to plug or something you want to get our listeners eyes on
2: well my birthday no <laughs> <laughs> just June-teen. juneteenth uh no i will be a part of it's called daddy's day at the crypt i don't know if you guys have been to the crypt it's like a mm-hmm. gothic bar on 17th and uh it's a gonna be a drag king show and then i'll be doing comedy at that so that'll be on sunday as well um if you guys aren't doing anything come see some drag kings there are some tips in the air and
1: Father's Day.
0: It is Daddy's Day. Day. Exactly. Got it.
2: That's fun.
1: Like it. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, Joshua, Bree, Peyton, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Paul.
2: Yeah. Bye. -bye. (laughs)
1: off of the week here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were me, Paul Caroli, and Olivia Jewel Love. Payne Garcia writes our morning newsletter. Bree Davies is our host. Our music is by Los mochachetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at CityCast Denver, and tell the Michelin Guide Inspector about us next time you see him. You can sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. And learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. See you next week.
0: Raising Cane's just tweeted at me, just so you know.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really weird. Tell them to send us chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll, what's the occasion? Well, yesterday I tweeted, I'm crying watching MPJ and KCP high five all the kids waiting on them, waiting for them at Raising Canes. I finally understood people who are emotional about their sports teams because I am one. Mm. And Raising Canes responded, it was so sweet. Oh, <laughs> okay. So weird. Send chicken to 5280.